Chapter Seventeen, Dorothy Dale's Camping Days. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Lucy Burgoyne. Dorothy Dale's Camping Days by Margaret Penrose, Chapter Seventeen. Stranger Still. You can mend first rate, Betsy," complimented Old Sam, as Tavia plied her needle in the little ticket office. "And do you know, I've taken quite a shine to you. You might be my niece if you liked. I have a penny or two, and there ain't no pockets in shrouds." Tavia looked up in surprise. After all, might there be a fortune somewhere for her or for her family? The thought seemed too absurd. Why, Uncle Sam, what do you mean? She asked. Even Sam Dixon can't live forever, sis, and you know it's sort of lonely to think that when he goes, there won't be no one to think of him, like he thinks of them. That's why I want your name and address. But there comes the train from the city. Would you mind attending to the window while I run out with the mail bag? Certainly, I will. I know where the tickets are, and can you ask the price if anyone wants to buy one? Wasn't it queer to sell tickets? But that was the train to the city. Oh, Uncle Sam, called Tavia, isn't that the train I should go on? Without giving me your address. And he was running down the platform with the mail bag. Couldn't you wait till the next? There seemed nothing else to do but to stay longer away from camp. Well, she might as well be content now. It was too late to get a ticket, too late to say goodbye to Sam, too late to do anything but attend to the people who came in the station after the train pulled out. Have you seen the carriage? From the sanitarium, the speaker who had just alighted from the train addressed Tavia, but the latter was so surprised that she caught her finger in the ticket stamper. Before the little window stood a young woman in the garb of a nurse, and she wanted the carriage from the sanitarium. If you will wait a minute or two, the agent will be back," said Tavia in her very nicest voice. He is just putting the mail on the train. Dear me! And the nurse turned away. Then she returned. Are you his daughter? No, his his niece. Quibbled Tavia. What else could she do just then? And didn't Sam say he would adopt her? Well, since you are going to be around here, we may as well get acquainted. I shall probably have plenty of calls at the station. I see you are the whole service outfit, the telephone, telegraph, and I suppose the press bureau. Oh yes," replied Tavia, not grasping the sarcasm of the press remark. Uncle Sam has a great deal to attend to. The nurse laughed to show her pretty teeth. Tavia thought she was pretty, and her immaculate white linen was immensely becoming. My name is Bell. Mary Bell," she said, "and yours is Betsy Dixon," replied Tavia. "Oh, 
what a tangled web we weave. What a charming name, Betsy Dixon. Quite like a bullet from Molly Pitcher's gun, said the nurse. Tavia smiled but failed to catch the significance of that remark. Betsy was a good old name. Why, like a war bullet? Here is the station agent, said Tavia, as Sam limped back. Uncle Sam, have you seen the carriage from the sanitarium? Tavia could not overlook the joy in that name, Uncle Sam. It was so simple and so mouth-fitting. Here it comes, replied Sam, also noting how nicely Tavia fell into her role. But is this the new nurse? I have an important message for Miss Bennett. That's her in the carriage. Miss Bennett, why, she's my classmate. I never expected to find her out here in the hills, spoke the stranger. The carriage drew up to the little platform. Miss Bennett alighted, and Miss Bell hurried out to meet her. Oh, you dear thing, this was very extravagant for trained and graduated nurses. To think I should meet you here. Isn't it just too nice? It was Miss Bell who said that. Why, Mary Bell, replied Miss Bennett. How glad I am to see you. And what a surprise. You are the new nurse, and I never knew it. I'm just starting out on such an interesting case. A young girl, the dearest little thing, has escaped from the sanitarium, and I came out with the carriage to hunt her up. We had word last night that an old farmer named Hobbs had caught her. It may not be true, but I am going out there to see. It's a lovely ride. Can you come? The girl who escaped, Tavia remembered Sarah's story. Miss Bennett, I have a message for you, said Sam, very slowly. It came in over the wire a half hour ago, and he handed her the yellow slip of paper. Miss Bennett looked at it. Oh, my, she gasped, my mother, and she dropped upon a nearby bench. She is dying. Her face turned as white as the linen she wore. Instinctively, Tavia ran for the water at the corner of the room. Miss Bell snatched up a paper and started to fan her. There, dear, don't faint, said the new nurse. Of course, you must go to her. But I must go after the escaped girl, gasped Miss Bennett, and she again almost swooned. Oh, my darling mother, all I have in the whole wide world. You go to her, take my coat and hat, and I will take your case. Agent, what time does a train leave for Mountain View? She had the telegram in her hand. In just two minutes. There's the bell now. Come, Laura, get into this coat and take my hat. You will reach home before anything serious happens. And perhaps, when your dear mother sees you, we must hope for the best. Laura Bennett slipped into her friend's coat and took the little Panama hat that Miss Bell handed to her. Then you will go after the girl and return her to the sanitarium. It will be your first case. Can you manage it? Certainly I will. You run along for the train. Have you a ticket? Mountain View, she called to Tavia. Tavia stamped the ticket. 
Sam was inside, but she had it ready before he had made his way to the window. And how shall I know the girl? asked Miss Bell. Know her? Oh, yes. Why, you can't mistake her. She's the prettiest little thing, with yellow hair and blue eyes. There is not another like her. Oh, how frightened I am. It is so good of you, Mary. And she was on the train. Miss Bell got into the wagon with the driver from the sanitarium. Tabia was wishing that the drive had been in the other direction, for then she could have gone in the carriage perhaps and have caught a train at the switch station. That she was staying so long away from camp now began to worry her. What would Dorothy think? Uncle Sam, couldn't I get a train earlier by going over to the station I heard you telephone to? She asked. I don't mind a good walk. Why, yes, that's so, replied Sam. Of course I'd like to keep you, Betsy. You make a first-class assistant agent, but I know how you feel, and I wouldn't have you stay longer than you wanted to. There'll be a train here soon for the junction, and if you are sure you can make the other, you'll have to flag it with your handkerchief. Then, if you get left, there will be no train either way. I don't know as you ought to risk it. Oh, I can manage very well, she assured him. I'll take the train and get the other from the junction, all right? I am so much obliged to you. I would love to stay longer, if I could, but perhaps I may be able to come up again while I'm at camp. She tried to fix up a little. It was so miserable to have had one's clothes on all night. Well, there's the train, and he pulled open the switch, which was operated by a lever in the ticket office. Goodbye, Betsy, and I won't forget you. Nor will I forget you, Uncle Sam, said Tavia with something like real sentiment in her voice. I am glad I got lost just to have found you. Now, don't mix up the instructions. Sam Dixon warned her. There ain't no agent around the junction. In fact, there ain't nothing around there but wild animals. Oh, really, wild animals? She asked in surprise. Used to be a great place for hunting, but beasts don't like the railroad, so you don't need to be afraid of them. Goodbye, Betsy, goodbye. And Tabia started for camp. End of chapter 17